Welcome to Soul Searching Out Space, a space to remember who you truly are, who you came here to be, and what you came here to do. To be crystal clear going from black and white thinking to full color HD, working from the inside out, reclaiming your power, waking up to your inherent wholeness, aligning soul, heart, mind, and body. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. We are continuing the conversation on moving towards the center. How is it going for you cultivating self-awareness? If you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, I invite you to listen to that one before listening to this one as self-awareness is key in our awakening. It's something we cultivate on a daily basis. It's a reflection of how much inner work we have done. And as we start to check in with ourselves more, instead of blindly reacting to the external world, we begin to tap into our essence more and more. Okay, so let's dive in. The vast majority of people in the world today have a degree of some sort of trauma. What that means is we have something unprocessed and stuck looping in our nervous system, creating a negative pattern or dysfunction in our life. The brain's main job is to keep us alive. So if we experienced an event which was too overwhelming for our brain to make sense of, it will push this experience out of the way into the subconscious. It is still very much alive and looping in the nervous system, trapped in the body as energy. The event may be repressed, even forgotten over time, but the event is still unprocessed in our mind and we learn to either ignore it or compensate for it. What is going on within us mentally and emotionally is what we will experience in our outer world. Our nervous system is our body's command center. The nervous system is made up of the brain, the spinal cord, and a large network of nerves that cover all parts of the body. Within the autonomic nervous system, there are two parts. The sympathetic nervous system activates and engages the body and allows us to function under stress. It is responsible for activities associated with the fight or flight. The parasympathetic nervous system relaxes the body and has been called the rest and digest system. It is associated with the freeze response. Even though these two parts are in constant opposition to one another, they are also two parts of the same coin. A healthy autonomic nervous system maintains continuous harmony and balance between the two. Notice when one nostril is open, the opposite brain hemisphere is dominant. So breathing through the right nostril suggests that you are in a more active, intellectually sharp mode of operating. Breathing through the left means you're more likely to be relaxed, reflective, and receptive. You may find that after good sex, both nostrils are open. This is a sign that your brain, hemisphere, and sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems are in balance. The autonomic nervous system both stimulates and ultimately regulates stress levels of the body. When our nervous system is out of alignment and fails to return to its regular rhythm of balance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic 
we go into the state of fight, flight, or freeze. If the autonomic nervous system does not come back into balance, we will continue to experience one of these states long after the event is over, even when we are safe. The energy that comes from this experience is then what we are carrying inside of us. The knowledge we have about quantum physics and energy teaches us that whatever we observe, we affect. This means we become a part of the equation of what we are observing and that we are energetically interacting with it, whether that's conscious or subconscious. The internal energy impacts our lives and our interactions through its unconscious presence within us. We are recreating negative past events in our life because inside of us, they are still going on. This is how the inside, the vibration of fear, anxiety, shame, guilt that is being emitted through the nervous system affects how we experience outer events and circumstances. The inside creates the outside because this energy emitted from within us continues to recreate itself in our outer experience until the energy is transformed. The event or experience continues to run within us, trying to be processed in present time. According to the subconscious mind, the incident is alive and still happening. It doesn't know the difference between past, present, future, memory, imagination, reality. The energy will reveal itself by attracting or creating experiences that will mirror the emotional equivalent of the initial event. Think of certain kind of people you may have removed from your life to avoid certain ways of feeling, but somehow the same feeling keeps looping around in your life today with other people causing you to feel the way you wanted to avoid in the first place. These people carry the same energy when the event was happening, but oftentimes we think it has something to do with those people and who they are. This is not to say that we have to put up with everything. Again, boundaries are important and we are all work in progress. So when we are triggered, it affects our bodies right alongside our mind and we go back to that time of the traumatic event or the overwhelming event. Our ability to tolerate stress and other overwhelming experiences or lack thereof depends on the function of the nervous system and in particular the function of a nerve called the vagus nerve. Our vagus nerve runs from our brain to all our major organs, facilitating communication between all parts of our body all throughout our day. It isn't just a separate mind and a mental state and a physical state. The mind changes the body and the body changes the mind. It is the bridge of communication and ongoing cycle. Once a stressful event has passed, a healthy functioning vagus nerve tells the nervous system that it's safe to relax. However, if the vagus nerve is unable to send the message because the body is unsafe, the message isn't going to get sent, which means that our body does not regulate itself to go back into that calm ground, that homeostasis. It doesn't activate the vagus nerve and we stay stuck in that fight or fight response. When we are not safe, we cannot connect and relate. We can be tactical and strategic, but we can't be relational because to be relational, we have to be 
vulnerable. And we can't be vulnerable if we have our guard up. The neural chemistry of that is that you can't really see another person for who they really are when you are in that state of fight or flight and feeling unsafe. We're not able to connect to the world around us. We're not able to connect to our essence, our center. We're not able to connect to our purpose. We're not able to connect to our loved ones. In the energy world, if you don't feel safe in your heart chakra and your throat chakra, you won't be able to fully embody who you truly are. To heal it, we have to be aware of it, aware of our body, aware of how we currently cope with or don't cope with stressful environments and really cultivate self-awareness. Most of our conditioning was set by the time we were around seven years old. And there are some subconscious beliefs in there that we haven't gone back to investigate and look at what is our truth around these things. We don't have to relive the trauma, but we can go back and reinvestigate and look at what is our truth around some of these things that has happened with our awareness in this present moment. Until we do the inner work and heal the pattern, it will continue to come out one way or another in our outer world. We've explored the nervous system and we will go deeper into the healing next week. Let's dive into the breath. We've all been there having trouble sleeping, for instance, not being able to calm ourselves because let's say something happened during the day, positive or neg negative, or we, or we watched the news or we got a phone call just before bed and then we hit the bed, but our mind is so busy with this event we end up lying there for hours. Fortunately, we have tools available to deal with this. Awareness, breath work, meditation, mindfulness. When we slow down our breathing, we are supporting the nervous system to come back into balance. When we double the length of the exhale, it helps to calm the vagus nerve. This helps us to get out of fight and flight and into the rest and digest. Sometimes, however, this can be very challenging to do if we are really triggered by a situation, circumstance, event. Last week, we focused on bringing our awareness to the breath without influencing the breath directly. But the challenge most of us run into when we learn a method of breathing is we try to breathe in a certain way as we are instructed and this trying or force brings tension. Our goal here is to apply breathing in a way that opens us up to the center. We are after a kind of uncontrolled natural breathing that doesn't use effort or force. You're probably familiar with deep breathing that uses the diaphragm muscle. This is how infants breathe and it is our natural, natural way of breathing. To our ego and conditioning, we tend to build up and store up emotional blockages in our bodies that prevents us from breathing naturally. Notice how often you think something and your body changes its posture so it's in alignment with the thought and how quickly you can change it by changing your physiology. The mind changes the body and the body changes the mind. When we bend down, what we do to our physiology, we collapse our diaphragm, our lungs, the lower one third of our lungs absorbs two thirds of the oxygen into the blood. 
And the reason why we want to be upright is to align our body and mind. By keeping an upright posture, we can absorb more oxygen because we're not collapsing our diaphragm. With this form of breathing, the diaphragm contracts on the inhale, allowing the belly to expand, and the diaphragm relaxes on the exhale and our belly contracts. The end result, inhale belly out and exhale belly returns to its natural position. Again, this is the way we breathe as babies and it's the natural way to breathe. Inhaling from your nose warms and filters the air. It slows the airflow into the lungs, giving it more time to extract and absorb oxygen and reduce stress. So overall, deep breathing from the diaphragm brings oxygen and energy into the body. It improves blood circulation, helps regulate our emotional state, and it assists us in becoming more present and aware. This is our natural way of breathing. But years of emotional trauma without healthy or natural forms of release leads to blockages and stagnation along our body's energetic systems. These blockages have numerous effects on how we think, feel, and behave, as well as our overall level of health. And these blockages greatly influence how we breathe. So what do we do? First, we cultivate self-awareness. If it's safe for you to do so, sit up straight, close your eyes, and bring your awareness to your breath. You can also do this with your eyes open, but sometimes it helps to close our eyes. Bring your awareness to the breath without influencing it directly. Coming back into this present moment and cultivate safety. Instead of trying to control your breathing or controlling your thoughts, rest the mind on the breath. Place your awareness on the breath and casually observe it. Use the awareness to breathe naturally. Listen to it soundlessly. As you align the mind to the breath of the body, Experience deeper states of relaxation. We don't need to try to make our breathing deeper. This will happen naturally by the function of calming our breath and it will do so without creating any tension. And after our breathing becomes deeper and reaches lower into our torso, it will become deep. 
the calmer and more ease our breathing is, the slower each breath cycle of inhale of exhale become with slower breathing. We have more mental energy that will naturally flow into the present. Our presence, awareness and observations, both inner and outer, holding space for all of it. Our breath is a beautiful way to bring ourselves into our body and into the right here, right now. Slowly, the act of breathing becomes more enjoyable. We begin to experience a calming and relaxing effect. Eventually, there will be a gentle release on each exhale. If, however, your breathing feels forced, or it feels like a chore or something you're supposed to do, then you're creating unnecessary tension. And in this case, you're likely trying too hard or focusing too much on your breath. If this occurs, return to bringing your awareness back to casually observing the breath. Place your awareness on the breath without trying to influence it directly. Gently rest the mind on the breath without trying to change it. Listen to your breath. Is it audible? Is it forced? Is it loud? Allow your awareness to absorb into the breath and be gentle. Let the breath lead you into your body. Notice where the breath ends on the inhale. Are you breathing into your chest or your belly? Just choose your awareness instead of trying to change it. Start to notice the relationship between the breath and the mind. Calm the breath and you calm the mind. And the more still the mind becomes, the quieter the breath becomes. 
a stable mind allows us to approach the center. Remember to be patient with this process. You are retraining the mind and your body for calmness and neutral ground. You can stay here in this space if you want, or you can open your eyes when you feel ready. When we cultivate this awareness of bringing our awareness to the breath without influencing the breath directly, then slowly settling into the breath and bring awareness and remember our natural way of breathing. All those are things we can do on a daily basis throughout the day. When we do that, when we are calm and not affected by outside circumstances, that's the work on a day-to-day -day basis. That small, consistent work gives us the opportunity to show up differently in those moments of reactivity so we can come back to our neutral and calm state of being. Making sure we are hydrated, spending time in nature, moving our bodies, exercising, getting enough sleep, getting adequate nutrition, asking our bodies what it wants and needs. All those are things we can do on a daily basis to help regulate our bodies. When we do that work outside of what triggers us, that's the work on a day-to-day -day basis. That's that small, consistent work that gives us opportunity to show up differently in those moments of reactivity. Look at your environment. What is around you? What is soothing you? Is it scent, flowers, candles, calming music, soothing images or pictures. What is making you feel dysregulated? Is there some clutter? Are there too many people? Is it noisy? What kind of people makes you feel certain ways? What spaces do you go to where you feel at one with yourself? What spaces do you go to where you don't feel like yourself? Check in with yourself. What do you need? Cultivate that awareness before, during, and after, and learn, heal, and integrate. Once you have really experienced being in the center, you'll very soon notice when you're out of center, and you will have tools to bring you back to your center. When we have that understanding of ourselves, 
we can then begin to respond differently or begin to process outside of those reactive moments. With practice, this self-awareness and deep breathing will become more of a go-to and more of a natural response the more you practice coming back to your breath. The more you do that consistently, the more your mind will remember that that tool is there. This will become a natural go-to response coming back to your breath. You're actually building a new neural pathway and a new response. Real mastery takes time, so I encourage you to show up for yourself in whatever way feels right for you. Maybe this breathing technique we did didn't work for you. Maybe you need to tap into your senses, like what can I see, hear, touch, smell, taste. Maybe you need to place one hand on your heart and one on the belly. Maybe you need to tell yourself that you're safe. Maybe rhythmic breathing will work for you, which is breathing in for four, holding for four, and exhaling for four, or maybe even double the exhale for eight. Whatever it is, find something that works for you. Remember all tools and practices in our healing are built on a foundation of conscious awareness, self-awareness. True healing is created from consistent practice. So start small and remember to be kind to yourself. Take those baby steps. And these baby steps will all begin to accumulate and start to create that snowball effect and that momentum in your healing. Over time, the present moment truly becomes our safe space. Release the thought of getting too much into the doing. This is not a checklist. This is about a way of being with yourself, a way to show up for yourself. It is about relating to yourself in a way that is loving, gentle, and kind. This is about being in your body, being embodied through life, being your whole self. This is a way of life. This is an ongoing relationship with yourself, your body, your nervous system, your breath. It's all about how you relate to these relationships. Did something resonate in this episode for you? What are you going to be and do about it? Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for your time and thank you for your presence. I look forward to being with you again. I am sending you so much love and until next time, remember when the have to is gone, the want to appears. <laughs>